Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? Today I'm drinking Earl Grayer from the Republic of Tea, which is like Earl Grey, but a little bit more bergamot, a little bit more, just a little more, a little Earl Grayer. Yeah, it's not quite Earl Grey on steroids, but it definitely got an energy no, not, boost. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice. I like it. How about you? What have you got? I'm drinking snowed-in tea from Trope Teas from the Ripped Bodice. That's a good one. We've had this one before, and it's it's a favorite mm -hmm. of mine, especially on a cold day like this. And yeah. it always reminds me of uh, rom-coms and yeah. uh, perfect for today's guest. And Regina Brownell is, resides in Long Island, New York. And when her oldest child was born, she became a stay-at-home mom. And with the support of her husband, her three children, and her three fur babies... Gina spends her time balancing mom life with her love of writing. Her published works include The Two-Week Promise, One Lucky Christmas, and Capturing His Heart. She's also a very good friend of mine. Gina, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here with you guys. We, we talk about books a lot, and in, you know, but we talk about other people's books, but now we get to talk about yours. <laughs> Tell our listeners about how you got started what was what was the impetus to finally say okay i have these ideas i'm going to write them down i'm going to get them published how did you start well uh, i've been writing since i was in fourth grade i have to say i'm always loved the, you know writing uh i started out in the fan fiction world as <laughs> a lot of writers do I so, so through my teen years, that's what I did in my early 20s. It was, a, you know, the Twilight fan fiction and all that fun stuff. When I got into my 30s, I started reading a little contemporary, uh, like mostly YA contemporary, because that's just what I had been reading prior. So when I picked up reading back again, I was like, all right, you know, let's let's do some YA contemporary. I love the the first love, you know, and falling in love for the first time. It's just like the sweetest thing. So I loved reading YA. After a little while, I ended up finding After by Ada Todd, and I was reading it, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, okay, this is a good introduction to, into, like, more of an adult romance situation. I was like, I really like this, and I'd like to try to write it or, on my own. I tried, I did write a couple of YAs that ended up on Wattpad, just in the free site, but then I was like, you know what? Let's try this. So my first adult romance is actually my second release, My One Lucky Christmas. It started out as a Wattpad prompt, which was, what would a woman do if she had to go on 121 dates? So I had to write a short thing about this woman who went on all these dates. And after I finished writing it, the characters just would not leave my head. And I was like, I need to write this fully out. And I mean, like I said, I wrote a lot of like two YA books before this and put it on Wattpad, but I never thought about publishing. And when I finished writing that, there was some mentorships on Twitter when Twitter was, you know, huge with writing mentorships and everything. And I submitted my first, I submitted that book into one and I actually got into one of the mentors top fives. And at that point it was just like, it was like, maybe I can do this. You know, I had that moment where maybe this will work. <laughs> So at that point, I found a writer group. I started writing other things, which ended up being the two-week promise, my debut. And after that, I went back to One Lucky Christmas, and it just, I, I felt like it needed to get out there. So I went back to that, and that's just how it all sparked. It all sparked from just 
you know, creating from when I was very young and it was never occurred to me that I could have this happen. And <laughs> I was like, I'm at home all day. Let's try this. And nice, now, nice. and now you're several books uh, in and, yeah. and continuing to write. Do you have, um, do you have a, a WIP, a work in I progress actually, right now? The book that's coming out in December um, off limits. I am currently working on a, I, like another, a piece to it where a bunch, like the side characters, which would be an interconnected standalone. And um, yeah, I actually just wrote the end at three o'clock this morning. So oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm know, kind of excited. I, I have to say, every time I see you now, you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. I see you up pretty late at night, and I always wonder, it's like, how does she have the energy? Well, it turns out that you're, that's when your energy is highest, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm a nighttime writer and always have been. I mean, lately it's been a little hard with my oldest waking up a little bit extra early than normal since she's in middle school. So I've been having a hard time keeping myself awake, but between like 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. is my creative, like, creative time. <laughs> Uh, your golden hours. Your golden yes. hours, yeah. And with and with three kids, good for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted, but <laughs> and you have every right to be. <laughs> you recently because you recently made an announcement about two of your books. Tell us about that. I did. Um back in September, I got an exciting email from my publisher that both my debut, The Two Week Promise, and the release that just came out in October, The X Agreement, were going to be produced in audio. Oh, that's and great. as you know, it's been like the like a huge dream of mine since discovering audio and just I, 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 so I opened up the email and I cried. Like, I literally sobbed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the first thing I did was go into our little space. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys were the first I told. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were all so excited for you. So Gina and I are part of um, a, a readers group. And we just were so, so excited for you. <laughs> it was a big, big deal. And we knew all of us about how long you have been waiting to get your uh, books and audio. So, so who are your narrators? Well, Amanda Stribling is going to be doing the two week promise and Kingsley Rose will be doing the X agreement. Uh, the two week promise is actually, they have a slated date for December 26th. Okay. And then the other one, I believe it was January 30th. I am so thrilled for you. I was dancing in my chair when you when you told us. It, it's it's just because I know how long you've waited for it and how much you wanted it. So I hope that this is the first of you know these two are the first of many audiobooks that you have coming your way. And because you are an audiobook listener as well as you know you're a writer, but you also listen and read a lot of books. I know you do. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about the type of books that you read, because they're mostly different from what you write. Isn't that? Uh... Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you know, I started off in my rom-com world with, you know, in my own little rom-com bubble with just rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> and contemporary. Like, I loved, you know, that. Um, and then I joined a community that kind of sparked my interest in other books. And I feel like audio definitely 
helped with that because I'm not sure so much as I would eyeball read a lot of the more um, darker romance, uh, but listening to it and how they how the narrators and just the the author's words how it brings it to life i don't know it just does something to the book and i feel like it it helped i don't know i was always afraid to try a little bit darker in fear of triggers and things like that but i guess with the comforting voices that you know it kind of helps a little bit uh i guess ease that yeah because you're you're listening to something uh you know a voice that you're familiar with and I'm the type of person where familiar, being, you know, listening to something you're familiar with or like even with movies, like if I watch the same movie over and over again, it's because it's comforting to me. It's comforting. Yeah. yeah. It's comfort viewing and comfort reading. Yeah. So like hearing those voices, I think, helped bring me into the darker side. Um, you know, I started reading, listening to mafia romance, and that's something I would have never thought I would get into because... I love the little small town, you know, like Hallmarky yeah. <laughs> romance. So like it's very I like how audiobooks have definitely opened up my mind and my heart to new new adventures in reading. Yeah. Maybe you should write a small town mafia romance. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was that's so funny you mentioned that. I was talking to my husband uh last night and I had said something like that, you know, that I'm reading different things and I was like I was like, oh, maybe I should try a mafia romance. And he was like, <laughs> he gave me that like, really, you? <laughs> well, you know, it, it would be it would be unexpected. But um, yeah. I think I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of your readers would would go, oh, oh, this is not what I was expecting to read. Oh, but this is cool, you know. <laughs> maybe, small town maybe, mafia rom-com. Yeah. Small <laughs> yeah. town. Oh, that could be fun. Because it's unexpected, and then, you know, you know, maybe you're the gateway author into people reading darker <laughs> romance. <laughs> I think, um, but you and I have a similar story, as you know, where we, you know, started off in mostly rom coms, and it was because of, you know, readers groups and social media that that we both like embrace the dark side a little bit yes <laughs> yeah I think we I think with uh there was that one book that we definitely you know helped I think seeing us both reading a darker thing definitely helped yeah you know ease that ease us into it a little bit yeah. more I have mentioned a few times in uh previous episodes that I had this book that you know had these most of the time, trigger warnings don't really affect me too much, but there was one that was just okay. This is this is the one that's probably going to be the most difficult for me to read, and um, it was uh, "That Sick Love" by Jesse Hall, and I was staying away from reading it. And um, but you were when I finally did decide to read it, I needed a lot of handholding and you were one of the yeah. ones who helped guide me through it and said, yeah, this, so this chapter is not, you know, going to be a little more difficult for you and everything. So, um, that you and I have not met face to face doesn't, you know, in, in reader communities, particularly, this doesn't really matter. You know, this, uh, solo activity that we can all enjoy together had to take that opportunity to say you know what i'm i'm grateful for you 
Yeah, me too. It's it's definitely it's a lonely world out there when you're reading. I feel like because before I met all of you, it was like I'd be reading and I'd get so excited, you know, over over reading this book and I had nobody to express that with. Like my husband, like he doesn't read romance, he reads high fantasy. So I'm not going to go over to him and be like, "Oh my god," like, you know. <laughs> so it was so nice to find a community of readers where you can be yourself with and you don't have to feel ashamed for reading a certain kind of book or you know if something does trigger you you have that support in these types of communities and it it's so you know it makes reading so much more fun and especially you know reading romance and writing romance at first i was a little when people are like oh you know what do you like to do and i'm just like oh, i like to read what do you like to read and you're like uh -huh. But like now I feel like I just shout it from the rooftops. Like I write romance. Like I love it. I and read I'm romance. Proud. I, yeah. Read, yeah. I know. Like I read steamy things and like my family is always like teasing me about it. But I'm like, I like that I can be open about it now. Yeah. You know, like That's I feel great. like having that community helped me become more open about my love for romance. And I think it's just great. It's great that there's more of an opportunity for people to be really open about what they're passionate about just yeah. in general. And, and and that is one of the big advantages. I mean, say what you will about the internet. <laughs> the internet can be a terrible, terrible place, but yeah. it also can be a wonderful uh, ground for people to find common ground, to find mm -hmm. something where they can be passionate about things together. And I think that that's just wonderful. And I, I love that there's these book groups and, and bookstagram and book talk and all that sort of thing that kind of helps people find each other in yeah. this. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that it did because yeah. like meeting meeting you and you know now I get to have more book friends and it was just it's I'm so grateful for it, you know, and it's just an amazing community. One of the things that was kind of one of the starters of the the larger writing world is uh NaNoWriMo, which is the National Novel Writing Month. Uh, do you? I did uh, that one year. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did two for half the month. <laughs> I actually, I tried it one time, and I and I made my fifty thousand words one time. Oh, so. good for yes. you. I, I and will. I have not touched, and I have not touched that manuscript since. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gina? Have you ever have you ever done NaNoWriMo? Or are you participating this month? Yes, I have participated in NaNoWriMo since probably I want to say twenty thirteen. Wow. When I first started like coming back and and writing again after yeah. you know, after having three kids and I was able to finally sit down when I got a little bit older and do my own thing. Um, NaNoWriMo is weird for me <laughs> because I'm the kind of person, I'm a fast drafter. I, and I'm also a, they call it a pantser. Um, yeah. Where you, you fly by the seat of your pants. Pantser. Yeah, I, yep. 100%. Totally. I do not fly. Yep. So like I will sit down, like there'll be some Novembers where I will wait until like two and a half weeks in and all of a sudden I'll start and I'll be <laughs> done with it in the last half. I'll get my 50 K in the last half wow. because wow. That's I, impressive. I just, if, if there's a book that really like, if there's characters that are really speaking to me mm -hmm. and they just won't stop, like I will write two chapters a day if I have time. And mm. especially, like I said, the nighttime ones, like, yeah. There was one point where I wrote I wrote a fan fiction. It was actually a Once Upon a Time fan fiction. And mm -hmm. then I wrote my own thing back to back in November. And I was like, wow, this is great. Because like the you know, fan fiction wow. quick. So like it was a fifty yeah, K yeah. fanfic and then I started 
a second one and I just like went right through it. I mean, there were months like that where I would just focus on just simply writing. This kind of thing, I mean, this kind of thing amazes me because I have, <laughs> um, you know, Zana correctly calls me a partial arts master. So um, <laughs> I will, I will start a lot of things because I have a lot of ideas it's the execution of those ideas that uh, doesn't doesn't that's quite make it to part. a page or wherever it needs to go. And I think that's one of the advantage. The one of the things that does often work about NaNoWriMo is that it, it you're just you're you have to be sort of competitive with yourself. Yes. To just say yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> going to do it, and it's it may be crap, but I'm doing it, and I just have to get it out there. Um, and you get better at writing by writing. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they also have like a camp uh, two months oh, uh, yeah. In yeah. The, during the year. And I like that the best because you can set your word count goals to like different ones. Okay. And I like being yeah. able to like set it like I'll set the first one to like 10K or 5K. Sure. And then once I reach that goal, I move it up to like 15. And like I go up in small increments to kind of just get myself writing and getting in the groove of it so that I kind of have like a a small window instead of this big, oh my God, I have to write 50K in a whole month type right. of thing. Yeah, like, it's a lot, it, it it's, breaks it up. Yeah. It's a lot easier to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> manageable, yeah. manageable chunks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's almost yeah. like training for a marathon. You know, you start with the, you start with the 5Ks and you kind of just, you know, do it a little 5K at Cou a time. Couch to 50K. Couch yeah. to 50K. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> And so you've, um, so do you have a, a dream project, something that you haven't done yet that you're like, this is, this is the ultimate goal and, and where <laughs> I can, you know, see myself writing this, but just not yet. Um, you know, that question, actually, somebody had asked me that in one of my lives and I was just like, you know what? I'm really not sure. <laughs> like a huge goal it's totally but it's funny because we were talking <laughs> yeah like we were talking about it and I was like the one type of book I cannot write for the life of me is enemies to lovers because they always end up as lovers two chapters in I, I just <laughs> like, I'm like I cannot write an enemies to lovers <laughs> everybody's got to get like, along and they need to do it right now <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, this can't, they, they got to happen now. And like my brain just, I don't know, but it, it, that's just like a funnier thing. But I don't really know what like. You do definitely uh, write to your strengths. I mean, you, you write friends to lovers in, uh, very well. And, and that, um, and there is, it's one of my favorite tropes. I mean, enemies to lovers is too, but, but, uh, well, I mean, so I, I read Capturing His Heart this weekend, and that's almost got a little bit of an enemies to lovers. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. it's got just a just a smidge of enemies to lovers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was. Yeah. But, you know, at least it's got that kind of set up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can squeeze it in there a little bit, but I don't think I could. I'm I might. I'd love to one day just write a full on enemies to lovers and see if I can. <laughs> So there you go. So, there's we'll your, see. there's yeah. your, if not a dream project, at least a goal project. A goal, yes. yeah. So, so speaking of tropes, what are your favorite tropes to write, and what are your favorite tropes to read? Because I know that those are could be two different things. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm in general, I'm a huge like friends to lovers. Like that is just like I love the connection that the two have together. Like yeah. my my recent one, Off Limits, which is coming out in December. Um, that is a strictly fr best friends to lovers. Like they haven't seen each other in 10 years and they're reconnecting. And it's that moment of, oh my God, I really do love her or him more than I thought I did. Um, I'm also a huge fan of second chances. Um, yeah. yeah. I love the whole, you I like know, second chances too. Yeah. yeah Cause same. people grow, people change. And like, I love writing that and I love reading that because you get to see the growth of the characters, especially like when there's like, a, like I like to put like little flashbacks in here and there, uh, just like spread, not like huge, huge flashbacks, but like little glimpses of their past to kind of help guide you and see what they were like together before and everything how far they've come. went south. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like that too, second chances, especially because it lends itself to you know, older, older characters, like you can have romance at any age. You do not have to be 24 and 26 and, you know, um, that, that the good stuff happens later in life too. That's my favorite thing about, about second chance romances is that, you know, you've, you are, there are some things that are essential about people, you know, uh, that you're, you know who you are in high school that there are some there are some things that stay with you throughout your life and then there's other things that it's just like time and experience and maturity you know changes you and i think exploring that as second chance is is the wonderful part of it you know to, yeah i love that <laughs> to get to see to get to see their growth separately um, so that they can be the right people for each other, even if they weren't, you know, 10 years ago or long, you know, back in high school or college or whenever they first met. I, for one, was an idiot in high school, so I would hate to be judged. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have told my husband many times that if we knew each other in high school, I would have yeah. stayed 50 feet away from him because I was I was absolutely selfish and was you know and self-centered and yeah, oh, yeah i've i've grown up since then <laughs> so so that when we finally met in my 30s you know it was it was like oh yeah right. i have you know i can see beyond the the surface level to who yeah to who this my person husband and is. i met in our 20s and w luckily we've mostly grown together instead of grown apart but yeah we were we we're both very different from who we were when we met just what tropes are for you and your husband, Gina, if if I can ask a, um, a little more personal question? I'm trying to think if we even, like, we met when we were 16. Uh, well, not, sorry, no, sorry, not 16. We met at a sweet 16. <laughs> okay. I, I, had just uh, I had just graduated and I was going into college, and uh, he actually graduated a little bit early from high school. So we met at a mutual friend's sweet 16, and then like he kind of he reached out to like a friend and was like, I really want to talk to her. <laughs> like, can you like give her my information? But we didn't really I don't feel like we have a trope. <laughs> Friends to lovers even? I guess it could be. I mean, it was kind of like it kind of happened all really kind of quick. Actually, right. today, funny enough, <laughs> today, um, 20 years ago. While we were watching Star Wars, he asked me to be his girlfriend. 
So we've been together for 20 years today. Um, yeah, but nerd yeah, love. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, you know, as far as I'm concerned, nerd love is nerd it's love. Funny, is, actually, nerd love yeah. is a trope. There it's are, actually funny because there are enough of you those. You read the ca- that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are. I was saying she read Capturing His Heart. And yes, I know. I'm a D&D nerd, like a huge D&D nerd, which is what I loved is, about this. He is my D&D nerd. <laughs> and I am the writer. There was so much in there that was like, clearly this person knows something about D&D. <laughs> I was like, he's my Luke in a way, I guess. <laughs> my grumpy gamer. <laughs> Yeah, see, so there you go. I, I say I say nerd love is a trope. I'm declaring it right now. Just I love it. it. Is the yeah. nerd love is a trope and that's so hundred percent my trope. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the two audiobooks coming out and another release and all of this will have happened already by the time by the yeah. time that this episode is released. Um so what's your uh twenty twenty four looking like? Um, as of right now, I don't have anything planned out. Um, I'm actually the book that uh, the, <laughs> the work in the work in progress that I'm working on right now is one I'm going to submit um, in the next month or so. And I guess we'll see where it goes from there. Going back to the audiobooks for a second. So did they you work with a, a small publisher? Did they uh, have you choose your narrator? Did they choose your narrator? How did that process come about? Um, well, uh, when I first got the, I thought I was go like um, when I had asked them about that, they said that I might be able to have a say in it. Um, but it ended up that it looks like I guess the Tantor must have um, went through and chosen. Yeah. And yeah, usually with did. Tantor, they, they do the yeah. Cho- yeah, they do the choosing they did, themselves. Yeah. Like really, like I was lis- like I had just listened to Amanda Shribling, like maybe a couple weeks prior to uh, finding that out, and I was saying in my in my head, like um, she's got like the perfect rom com voice. Yeah, she like does. she is just absolutely perfect for it. And like when I saw like her name on the list, I was like nailed it (laughs) and then i i had never heard of kingsley rose but i went and i looked up like her 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 um on her website and her like i always pictured um in the x agreement i always pictured charlotte's voice a little bit like a little raspy and just like um you know just like and like i listened to her sam i'm like oh my god like i don't know like they couldn't have picked two better people nice (laughs) yeah that's to excellent. narrate these books like they were exactly what I heard in my head. Oh. So, I'm like it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> so even though even though you didn't get the direct choice, that you were taken mm-hmm. care of. So, um, Oh yeah. It... Oh yeah. So good. I'm like, wow. I'm like Tantor, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, and Tantor Media is one of those is one of like the big audio production yeah. houses. So, oh <laughs> you you know, that could have gone several different ways and so yeah. I am absolutely thrilled for you that it went the way you wanted. Thank you. Um, I, I was like in shock when like I'm looking through the email, right? I'm reading the email and I think it was one, one, someone in our group was like, oh, who, well, who's the, you know, who's doing it? And I'm like, you know, I have no idea. And I go back and I'm like, like my eyes, like, like t- Tantor me, like they're, they're huge. Nice. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was just like, I looked at, like, I actually stopped and I was, just, my heart was just so 
wow. <laughs> like how did like how did that happen? I don't even know. Like I it was just like a crazy moment. I <laughs> like I see it's I have excellent. no words for it. It's excellent. Yeah, the I mean the excitement has been has been palpable since you first since you first told us and um and we all had to keep it secret until you could say it on socials so (laughs) yep you were like like i said you guys were the first i was just like i get the email i'm like i need to tell somebody like my husband's sleeping i'm like i'm gonna go to my friends (laughs) (laughs) i know that there's nothing but good things for you for the future um and i say that both as a friend and as and as a reader um who's enjoyed your books and I have been taking a lot of dark uh, romance this year, <laughs> but yep. um, <laughs> it, what was what was great about uh, meeting you and uh, getting to read your books was like, oh, this is the nice little, this is the respite in between the it's, dark stuff. <laughs> so see, that, thank you, that thank was you one for of my the little, little v- mini vacays into. <laughs> Yes, you, you provided a very nice palate cleanser for me because I had just read some very dark stuff right before, and uh, so it was a nice palate cleanser. And I don't even yeah. I don't even know that this was stuff that I gave you to read, was it? Probably not. Yeah, I've been going I've been going rogue. A yeah, lot lately, Santa's gone so. rogue this year, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was one of the main reasons, like I that I wrote those that I write the rom com and just like the quick like. I'm the type of reader, like, if I'm going to, like, especially when I'm eyeballing a book, I want something that's, like, quick and fun and something I can lose myself in and read it, you know. Yeah. Just read it quick, like, a weekend read or, you know, just something small to make you smile and, like, give you the little bit of tears. But, like, I mainly want it to just want you to feel good, you know, when you're done reading it. Like, I just, I love those feel-good romances. It's always something I go back to. Yeah. And I love having that palate cleanser. And like, that's why I wanted to write them so that people had that and that they could find joy in these like small little romances. Well, and and you, you know, I have said this to you before that your that your books are like uh, a spice, your Hallmark <laughs> Channel movie. Um. <laughs> no, I love Hallmark. <laughs> Because, you know, there's there's all of the, the dark and broody guys that we've been reading this year, but it's also, it's like, we have to go I, back I to the reality. Yeah. Unless he's stalkery. Yeah. And that's one thing that I liked about Luke is that he wasn't a stalkery cinnamon roll. Yeah. So. <laughs> he passed he passed Xana's murder colored glasses test. I mean, that's, oh, that's cool. a tough one to do. <laughs> The book I've the one book I've read so far, Luke is definitely not stalkery. He's yeah, no. He's <laughs> he's and he's got his own thing going on, and he's just like yep. yeah. There's some conflict, but it's not because he's inappropriately stalkery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's 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 a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, and he just has some trouble expressing certain things. <laughs> he does have some trouble expressing himself. Yes. Since we have all married cinnamon rolls, we know that yeah they can't always and and nerdy cinnamon rolls and nerdy cinnamon yeah. rolls that and they we like know to that keep they to can't themselves. always say right. what they nerdy mean cinnamon to rolls say. are not very good at at communicating their feelings <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean sometimes i've had to had have my husband roll for initiative when we're <laughs> it's like we're going to have a conversation roll for initiative <laughs> yeah. that's 
a good idea. We need that. Right? That's- yeah. <laughs> I, I need to get a D20 in this house. To- <laughs> That's right. I, I have oh, several I've, downstairs. I've got several hundred you can have. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gina, for being on the show today. And it's been a wonderful. See, we just had a wonderful chat. Thank you both for having me on. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. And all of the places where you can find Gina on social media will be on the show notes page on our website, cupandsaucybooks.com. You can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find us on your favorite pod platform. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time for another interview with a special guest from the world of books. And probably tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.